Coming to you from beautiful Flagstaff, Arizona, this is the Drinking Horn Meadcast. Join us as we take a deeper dive into mead and mead culture. Yeehaw! Howdy, y'all. We're back here on the Drinking Horn Meadcast. Meadcast, 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 Meadcast. <laughs> Welcome to uh, this episode. This is the Mead Hall Creation Part Three, Part Trace, Part. What did Vikings call three? Oh. Three. <laughs> Two more fingers than I got. Oh, oh, oh Lars. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're here. Uh, we got this episode uh, series kind of wrapping up. I don't know. There might be a part four. I, I think there there probably will be, considering yeah. how darn long this has taken us. <laughs> it is. So the difference between... Part 17 <laughs> yeah. of the creation of the Mead Hall. We're still at it. <laughs> we might open. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, what's the reason behind the separation between part two and part three? Um, corona. I mean, that's a huge part of it. It's you got just drunk. Um, well, that too. There was <laughs> there was that. That's why my thumb hurts so much. <laughs> oh, that's got to be a story eventually. We'll, eventually. We'll tell. But yeah, Corona. Yeah, we've been sitting in this quarantine. Businesses are shut down-ish to go kind of craziness. And so uh, Mead Hall was expected, not expected, but thought to be open in April. Yeah. Early April at that. We're recording this in early May. Yeah. Still not open. We still yeah. actually don't even have any um, date given to us of when we can open. Restaurants here in Flagstaff are opening up for, for some dine-in service uh, on Monday. It's Saturday right now. It's Almost. Yeah. It's actually Sunday. What? <laughs> it's oh, Mother's man. Day here. <laughs> So yeah, drink some more coffee, Evan. And you can see Evan, you can see the Mead Hall, you can see us right now. If you go to our YouTube channel, uh, we are putting this up on as a video. And so if you want a little, it's not going to be a sneak peek by the time this goes up. No, no. I'm not going to post this until the Mead Hall is done. But if you want a peek and you are uh, someone who hasn't come to the Mead Hall yet, you can see it. I mean, there's there's painting stuff everywhere. I mean, it's not yeah, like- we're still not like <laughs> done, done. We're not turnkey as County Health would call it. Ah, uh, no, we're- uh, uh, we're not not quite there yet, but you can take a look on, like I said, the YouTube channel, uh, Drinkhorn Meadery. Uh, please go to that. And if you want to subscribe and click on the little bell, ding, you'll get notified whenever us, uh, this motley crew puts another video up. And they're We've usually been a little fun. slow. We know. We're sorry. Yeah. We'll get more content. Don't you worry, folks. Yeah. Other things going on. So, uh, yeah, Mead Hall Creation Part 3. So, we are actually sitting this time in the mead hall yeah and it's like mead holly like we're sitting kind of in the middle of a 26 foot long table is it 26 feet yeah i think cool. so nice something like that yeah this big long i think the vikings were all about like things that are like long and narrow they had <laughs> <laughs> just sounds so phallic yeah <laughs> it's meant to yeah. that's because it's meant to <laughs> oh I'm, I'm awake i'm awake <laughs> no they had those those boat uh, houses also i forget the, the long house the long house yeah, yeah they had those um so this is a big long table we're sitting at right now and this is going to be where you know I, I think a lot of people are going to meet each other and mead each other because yeah. <laughs> that's that's something that we loved about like the the art micro tap room that we had at the front of the production was that it was very much like a community space like you didn't go in there and drink by yourself like never it was just it became like a little miniature party yeah everybody's talking to everybody solving world problems and so forth mm. and so you know and we wanted to continue that here we have a lot more space you know yeah. <laughs> just, a <smidge. laughs> just a little bit more space here <laughs> but we still wanted to be able to have that sort of like you know community 
sort of orientation. Yeah, that you call it a micro tap room, that one over there, uh, you were a community, whether you liked it or not. Yeah, that's true. So in the light of all this epidemic, pandemic, everything going on, it's nice to have a little bit more space. Our, our previous tap room, like we wouldn't have even been able to open it back up, basically. You could have put one person and the bartender in there and then you're capped out. Yeah, yeah, your six foot radius <laughs> that's, is that's, done. Yeah, two people, they can stay six feet apart and that's it. Yeah. All right, well, um, let's kind of talk about this this space because the other two episodes we were at the at the actual meadery and this hadn't been built out yet. Now we've got it going. Um, tell us about some of the projects because most of this is kind of, I mean, there's a good amount of this spot that's built by hand by you and a couple other people. So yeah. uh, let us in on some of these, some of these different features that we see. Yeah, absolutely. So like, uh, I'm going to describe it. Sorry, YouTube people. You're just going to have to listen, but like, uh, there's these big pillars that kind of go reach up and over, you know, posts seven down each side and they reach up and over to a center beam that runs all the way down the, the ceiling. And that's where all these chandeliers are hung from and stuff. And then on the posts themselves, we, uh, did these, they're called keyless light fixtures. We mounted those up. It just allows a light fixture to be kind of sitting horizontal on the wall there. And then we got all these helmets from all kinds of different time periods. Um, you know, replicas, I don't, we can't afford to put original helmets on the wall. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Give me a while. <laughs> but, uh, so it's all these replicas of helmets, Sutton who mask, all this other stuff. And, uh, some, some more, uh, mythological than others. And uh, those all, we mounted that on top of these keyless light fixtures and then use these flame LED bulbs. So it looks like there's a, a fire inside of each helmet. Yeah, absolutely rad. If you are listening to the podcast, uh, go over to YouTube and take a look, or I'm sure we'll have posted some photos on Instagram, Facebook, because the way these helmets are set, yeah, it looks like there's a fire underneath them. And with the lights down low and these things flaming, I, I've... It's like a time period change. It is. Like you walk off of downtown Flagstaff and the hubbub and the noise and the train, and then you step into a hall in Valhalla. Like it's, it's fun. Yeah. All the woods, all local too. All the Ponderosa, mm. it's all the, all this wood that's in here is all Ponderosa pine from right around here. Really? You can tell by the warping. So <laughs> yeah, Ponderosa, you know, uh, we're kind of dry here in the desert. I think we, uh, well, it was like 7% humidity this morning. On a good day. Yeah. Oh, on a wet day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, wood dries out here. It's, it's fun. Yeah. But these posts that go up and then they have these, um, kind of angles and notches, it does look like what you had described before. I think in the last episode that it was going to be like a boat upside down. Yeah, totally. Um, it's like, like the, the whole boat upside down. Yeah. And it just, I'll tell you, when you turn the lights down low and you step into my arms, step into my big Viking arms, just comes upon me and my beard. I promise not to hurt you with my sword. I promise to not hurt. Is that a gun digging into my hip? Your gun is digging into my hip. <laughs> no, no, no. It really is. It just is. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> Uh, when you turn the lights down low, it really yeah brings that together, um, the the wood features. And the chandeliers, those are really, really cool, too. Aren't they cool? Yeah. And there was a little bit of deciding that was going on between these and, and what were the other ones? They were a little more modern looking. It was like that every meadery out there loves to like rep. I mean, we all should. We all like to rep the, the honeycomb and stuff. But it's also something that like gets kind of kind of played out a little bit. And that's what we were looking at before with the chandeliers was like the honeycomb chandeliers. And it was like, it just wasn't going to end up working. It's hard. That's one of the hardest things that we found was like 
this is our first time getting blueprints drawn up. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, they're like, all right, where do you want to put this, you know, power outlet? And you're like, well, I don't know here. And they're like, how many inches high? You're like, well, I don't know. How many inches <laughs> over? You're like, well, and so you kind of start giving random numbers because you're like, well, we'll figure it out when we get there. We'll figure it out when we get there. We'll figure it out when we get, get there. And then all of a sudden you get there and you're like, why the hell is there a, you know, power socket right next to my sink under my soap dispenser like damn it how did this work and then i'm like oh yeah i want to put you know a tv on this wall here because we're going to do like a, a faux like a faux stone or actually it might not be in real stone but like a stone fireplace looking thing with the a faux fireplace just a tv with the old flame app burning away fireplace app i don't know whatever that <laughs> yeah we'll look it up but uh but same thing with that and we we're like oh we want to put this and then we ended up with this socket like right in the center of the wall yeah hey, if you heard that door squeak that's one of the gentlemen that uh, helped us put together a whole big chunk of the bar oh ronnie son that's right we got uh one of the one of the guys behind a, a bunch of different things at the uh, at the podcast or at the podcast <laughs> at the meadery. Um, he's a, yeah. he's a jack of all trades, and he can come say what up if he wants to. You want to come? Come on, Ronnie, come say hi. Ah, uh, what up, podcast America? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll talk a, a little bit more, a lot more about some of the builds that that he was a part of uh, as well, and. We yeah. now are listening. Oh, we got through. We, we were talking about the, the things in here that were done by hand. Yes. I think that was the original, like, <laughs> eight tangents ago. It was, 7.8 tangents ago. Yeah, and so we, we also built pretty much the entire bar by hand as well. Um, the, uh, the general contractor built us a pony wall. I didn't know what that was. This was another thing that <laughs> they were like, yeah. I was like, well, a pony sounds pretty sturdy, right? Yeah, no. When we got in, the, the pony wall was like a, a two-by-four wall. That's what a pony wall is. Yeah, you know? it's not it, a stallion wall. It's a no, pony wall. it is a little baby pony wall. And, like, <laughs> it was wiggly, and it was just like I was looking at that, trying to rethink all my plans. And uh, luckily, with a couple of guys and some good help, we, we managed to put together a pretty damn fine bar. Last night, mm -hmm. we poured 25 gallons of epoxy on this bar. Yeah. That's way more than we should be doing as amateurs. It was pretty intense. We'll have videos up about all that stuff about the build. Nick, you're going to put together a nice little build out video montage from the pictures and stuff and everything that we've taken. And you'll be able to see a lot of that. It was, it was crazy. Epoxy is crazy. Epoxy is crazy. Uh, there was one point where you were like, here, feel this bucket. And it's what? A hundred and something, 108 yeah. degrees or something and like the that. The hottest it got was 310. Yeah, not in the bucket. Yeah, yeah, in the bucket. It got 310. It gets really hot. Oh, I didn't know if we were supposed to say that or not. Oh, no, my wife's over there. She's overhearing. <laughs> yeah, so um, we talked about the build-out part about the, the wood beams. Um, we've got the helmets. Now the bar, we're getting into that. And describe to the people who can't see it right now or haven't seen it, um, because it's got a couple of really unique features. Yeah. So, so the bait, like the facade for the bar, which is another word I had facade. to learn. Facade. It was. This was a lot of learning. We're always doing learning. We talk about that a lot on this podcast. Lots yeah. of learning. We don't call them mistakes. It's learning opportunities. Lots and lots of learning opportunities. So the uh, the facade, which is just like the fronting, basically of the bar, the the design um, is, and it's a big L shaped bar. You can fit. Pre-corona, you could fit, I don't know, almost 20 people at the bar or something like that. Um, and we took a bunch of old bee boxes that we got from the guy that we get our honey from, from Mountaintop Honey, from Dennis Arp. Um, and we got a whole bunch of these old bee boxes that were just in his burn pile. I mean, the guy has like 2,000 hives. So, like, he goes mm. through boxes and 
when they're trash, he just throws them into this pile and eventually gets around to burning them or dumping them or whatever, really? whatever he does. I feel like he them. could sell those on eBay or something. Get on to Etsy. Etsy. That's the, yeah, the, the different E word. Etsy. <laughs> so yeah, so the, the facade you're talking about, like kind of the part that would be down below. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. The below the bar. Below. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The front below the bar. And it's, and it's all these old bee boxes and it's a whole bunch of different companies, bee boxes. Cause all these beekeepers, they, you know, it's just like normal business. You buy out other companies or you buy other companies, old stuff when they're done using it or whatever it is. So there's like five or six different companies, um, bee boxes that make that up. You can tell because everybody brands their boxes. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. I saw one that said like Odyssey and then Dennis has his name on, on one. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there's one with mountaintop honey on it. It's pretty cool. Nice. Pretty cool. So <laughs> Yeah, it looks gorgeous. So did we, you individually put each one of those on? Uh, yeah, each one. Like, so we, we ended up first you sand them until you get back down to something that's not just ugly paint. Because um, generally people paint them white for uh, mm. for a little bit of heat abation. Mm. Another so, fancy word. You're, so I don't, I don't know if that's a word. All of you who are studying for that. your SATs right now, um, keep track. <laughs> abation. Right? Yeah, I think it's a word. I don't know. But uh, so we ended up. You sand them up, get all the paint off. You'd knock them all apart because they're all held together with like screws and nails and all this stuff. Oh, and then yeah, sometimes this is quite a process. Sometimes it's screws, nails, and staples all in one box, and screws, you're just like nails and staples. Yeah, screws, nails, and staples. It's frustration. Everyone comes from screws, nails, and staples. You can't get all those out with a hammer. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. so, I'm sorry. So you and then disassemble. Put it all disassemble. disassemble. Johnny Five. Don't want no disassemble, Johnny Five. You know I'm throwing that one up there. Oh yeah, had to. But uh, the, so we disassemble them and then we put them back together sort of just linearly, I guess you could say on the bar and still trying to use that, uh, what is it called? The dovetail edges on them and fit them all back together, which is kind of hard on old junky wood, but it's really cool because each one of those boxes has a history that nobody else knows besides the box. Mm. There's a lot of boxes with bullet holes and shotgun shot in it. Oh, you got to show me some of those. Yeah, it's pretty cool. See, that's going to be cool to to talk to some of the customers about, you know, like that one little, little tidbit that they might not know. Maybe they're just kind of sitting there by themselves having their mead and you're like, Hey, look down, down to your right by your right knee there. You see that little spot right there? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. You really hope that person got stung like a whole bunch. Don't shoot bee boxes, (laughs) assholes. Seriously. But it's really cool. And then, um, so we got that all the way around. And then for the top of the bar, we took, um, took our method from a, a Japanese method of burning the wood and then scraping all of the burnt part off basically until you get that back down to like not all the way down to clean wood, but down to, to wood. And it's supposed to be a fireproofing method. So once you've done that to a piece of wood, it's a whole lot less likely to burn again really? because you've already like, yeah, I don't know exactly what it does. There's probably science. Yeah. Yeah. There's like magic and science. Yeah. I mean, we know we would Magnets. explain, but the people listening probably wouldn't get oh, it. Oh so. yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I know what I'm talking about all the time. If you burn something, it, it doesn't burn again. Yeah. It doesn't burn that's again. Crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, that's so kind of cool. It's sh- sh- Are you worried about that? Method? No. Oh. oh my gosh. No. Not after putting 25 <laughs> gallons of epoxy on it. Yeah. That stuff will light up like a birthday candle. Ronnie, how thick is that epoxy? Quarter inch. So 26 gallons, a quarter inch. It just starts to give you the idea of like how far it's a big bar. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful bar. So yeah. you burn the wood. Uh, I've just posted a photo of that yeah. um, with this big old blowtorch. And in the background, you might be able to hear the train. That's kind of cool. That is cool. I like that. Downtown is so loud. Like it's just yeah. a loud place. Like people are, you hear people walking back and forth all the time and other businesses doing their thing and trains and And then you're going to walk into here and, and have like 
the the sounds imagine this place right now with the sounds of laughter and fun oh, and drinking wait. and cheersing it's it it's always Brings a really a it does it, it pretty much it probably will um when you get that first night and you're like busting your butt like flying around making sure everything's okay although this is going to be a little different the way it we're is going to be different because we <laughs> we're, do, we're going to be doing reservations yeah so it's at least to start with it's our way of best making sure that we can make sure things are clean and make that was a big old truck make sure things are clean and make sure that you know people are being safe and that we're not overcrowding the bar and that people are keeping proper social distance and everything it's you know we want to keep our customers safe we want to keep our family safe we want to keep our employees safe so it's keep everyone safe i'm just gonna wrap y'all in bubble wrap <laughs> nice and throw you down the stairs i told you you need that bubble wrap so the the bar getting back back again to the beautiful bar so you have this torch you burn the planks of, yeah. of wood and then you said you scrape it off after that yeah and so we did two different methods of scraping to end up with the, like the texture that we wanted we use a, a power drill first with like a wire brush bit on it and oh, scrape cool. off all the charcoal like the heavy stuff and then we went back through with just a hand brush and uh and scraped everything by hand too which is feeling ripped yeah. Was that a, did you it's go through over the whole thing with the hand yeah, brush or just yeah. hit the spots that were we missed? We hit almost everything with the hand brush. I wanted to leave a few of them looking like really, really dark. So they had just to have nice contrast with the other parts. Um, but pretty much the whole thing got gone back over with the, with the hand wire brush and just. Nice. And so I wonder if that noise will make sense without the motion, we'll it, find out. It will. Yeah. Uh, and for those of you just listening and you want to take a, take a gander at it, I'm sure there'll be some photos up on Instagram, Facebook, but also for the YouTube video uh, of this podcast, I'll probably right now put up a picture of that bar in the bar top. So, yeah, um, cause it's gorgeous. And then the epoxy just makes it, I mean, pop. It's, mm -hmm. you know, like, so when we're talking about epoxy, what are we talking about? Why would you do that? So it's a, a two part compound. You mix them together and you get a chemical reaction that ends up in a waterproof, durable, um, and depending on what you're wanting, we wanted clear. So super clear looking coat. Like it looks wet. Like it looks like there's a half inch of just wetness on the bar. And uh, I mean, it's still kind of wet right now, but <laughs> yeah, don't touch it. <laughs> don't touch it. No. Yeah. And that reaction when you mix the two is definitely exothermic, mm -hmm. AKA releases heat. Tons. We talked about that. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. So you've got this gorgeous bar top. Um, everything about it is built by you and Ronnie and Ed. Yeah, that's right. All yep. three of you just busted that thing out. That's something and all to be the proud tables of. in here. All of the, uh, the shield tables are all built by us under the same sort of thing where we, we took something, made it look like a shield and then we beat it up with chains and swords and chainsaw blades and everything else. And so it was, uh, it was pretty fun. Baseball bats, like little kids. You should have seen us. It was awesome. Yeah, then, I'll post that video up. It does look, it's kind of like office space when they go after the, totally. the fax machine. Yeah. Because you guys are just taking turns, like slamming it. And and you're not joking about, I saw you whipping a chain yeah, on, on yeah. one of them. Yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> I really wish I would have had like a morning star or like a, you know, a spiked ball on a chain to oh, hit that thing with. Star. I yeah. thought you were talking about like the vegetarian meat burger things. I don't even Morning know what Star. that is. No, I, only know that. I just know the chained flail weapon. Way different than a veggie burger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> than a Morningstar veggie burger. Um, well, you can always say that, you know, it, you did have one. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll pretend. But, no, yeah, I did I'm hoping one. somebody out there sends me one. That's all. Oh, yeah. yeah. Send a Morningstar, not the veggie burger, but the rat ass <laughs> weapon to, uh, what's, what is this address by the way? 
Well, so the address here is 108 East Route 66. That's right. All right on Route 66. The only meadery in the world on Route 66. I'm going to say it that way. It's kind of a funny way to say it. I don't know what the hell that noise was, but... I don't know, but I'm so excited about that noise. It's so cool. Say it again. The only meadery in the world on Route 66. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Or Route 66. Route. 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 That's one of those weird words. Route, route, reggae. So yeah, we're pretty excited. I mean, it's it's right in the heart of downtown down here. So it's gonna be it's gonna be nice to be out of our uh, storage unit. <laughs> but production's room. still gonna be kicking butt over there. Yeah, it just gives us more room for production over there to not have to have all this stuff over there. It just makes it a, makes it a little easier. And it's <clears throat> so it's we also wrapped that bar top. We wrapped it in steel. It's got it's got eighth inch steel that we wrapped all the way around the bar, which you have to like heat with a blowtorch until it's red. And then like you have two people like tugging on it and another guy hammering on it. And the whole time you're also trying to not like catch the bar on fire and stuff. And it's uh yeah, this is a lot of work. I'm counting how many turns. There's at least six on the top and then you would have gone one, two, three, four on this. No, five on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's not not easy. And I'm looking at the tables right now, the shield tables, and you wrapped those with metal as yeah, well in a yeah. circle. Yeah, that's that was all Ed. Somehow still, Ed does these things by himself, really? and we have no idea. Like Ronnie and me and Peter fought that steel trying to wrap it around with the three of us. And that was just doing a corner, and somehow Ed goes, and he does circles by himself. So, seriously, circles. I still don't believe it. I'm waiting for that video to right? see, like, He him. never records. No. He never records. No. Well, it's like a magician. You never give away your yeah, secrets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ed's gotten so many secrets. Yeah. He'd have a kick-ass YouTube channel. hmm <laughs> Yeah? <laughs> he could just make stuff. He could make stuff on his YouTube channel. I mean, the work he does is amazing. Ronnie and I are the muscle of the operation. Ah, I was, mm. I mean, I look at him over there, just flexing those things. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, and so those are two just examples of some of the, some of the heart and soul that went into this. Um, the helmets, I know you spent a lot of time because the helmets, they may look simple. Like you just like throw them up there on a hook, but you had to, what did you have to do to get those to actually fit up there? Each, each one ends up taking like a couple from, from where the general contractor left it to us, um, each one ended up taking probably about three hours to mount. Each one of these? Yeah, somewhere in that realm. If you do math, that's you have to a like, lot of hours. They left us with these circle keyless on top of a square hole. And so we had to, and it was just very obvious and it didn't look good. So we ended up having to like, we put most of that work is just in trying to hide certain parts. Mm. So we're hiding the the keyless plate, we're hiding the base plate behind it, we're hiding the mount from the helmet to the post itself, and all that takes a ton of work just so that nobody can see it, which is kind of funny to me. But um <laughs> so you end up just like we ended up drilling holes in the back of these helmets and you find out the different qualities of metal in them pretty quick, you know. Some are oh, like yeah. tin cans and others are like yeah, all right. Like I would wear this. Like this would you I'd, could take a hit with this for yeah, sure. Take a take a, a I don't know sword to the head. Possibly. Oh my gosh, you wouldn't want to. It still no. hurts so much. Yeah. So you do a lot of work uh, that is basically so that it is and it's unseen. Unseen. And so today's Mother's Day, and I just want to throw it out there that that's exactly what mothers do. They do a crap ton of work that's unseen. N- unseen goes unseen. So skull to the mothers out there. Skull to the Day. mothers. Skull yeah. to my mother for not selling me to the gypsies like she probably should have. Yeah. Skull. <laughs> what a life that would have been though, huh? I would have had more talents. Are there still like. gypsies around? 
Probably. I don't know. You know, nobody says that to their kids anymore. I never told my kids I'm going to sell them to the gypsies. There's other oh, threats in this yeah. day and age. You're like, I will take away your cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Um, yeah. So another thing I wanted to talk about is, um, just the, like the space itself, because a lot of places in downtown and we talked about this in another episode, but how it's a shotgun bar, how it's a, a yeah, long, narrow space, which is kind of a classic architecture building style of America, especially like early 1900s as this sort of thing was built. Like, uh, new Orleans has a lot of history with shotgun houses as well. Hmm. And like houses, houses. Oh, and so like it's, it's the exact same sort of design, but it's a, these long kind of narrow things are relatively efficient because you can get good airflow going through them. Um, and so there, it's an efficient design. So you see it a lot, and especially in, in older, you know, early 1900s kind of stuff. Because this building was built like 1916, somewhere around there. And uh, it's kind of nifty because it was like built during or right before the, the previous largest pandemic of the, mm. the 1918 or the improperly called Spanish flu. Mm. Um, and now it's, you know, 100 and couple years later and we're rebuilding the place out in another pandemic. That's so. crazy. Circles, man. That's so wacky. Circles. Circles, man. Um, yeah, so that is, that's that's really cool. That's interesting. That I mean, not cool. It <laughs> stinks that we're in a pandemic. Stink, and, but, uh, it's, yeah. but it is interesting. It's nifty. Yeah, Isn't it's, that nifty? It's something to thunk about. Yeah, I thunked about it. Yeah. It hurts my brain. <laughs> so this space is efficient, but I'm sure there's a couple things that you, know, that you had to think about or, or basically talk to us about what you think the flow is in here. Um. So what we really wanted like initially was people to be able to walk in and get shocked with that kind of like wow factor. Um, we also wanted to make sure that like you can easily navigate the place. You have to make sure everything is ADA accessible these days, uh, which is a good thing to do. Um, so the flow is pretty nice because it's going to be kind of like, uh, like two eddies. If you're familiar with like rivers, as a, a river goes down and it spins outwards at certain points into eddies along the sides. And so like the main flow will come right down the center and then people will be getting their mead sort of right down the center and then they sort of peel off to both sides <laughs> and fill back in this way. So it's, it's going to be pretty nice. But that's like, you know, we're not going to get the grand opening that we wanted to have. We're not going to, not, not until next year, most likely. Um, but that's okay because that gives us like, you know, a lot of businesses you only want to do so much soft opening um, to try to train everyone, get everything running. But we're like forced into soft opening for like Super who soft. knows how long. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, you can complain about that or you can be like, all right, well, this gives us a lot of opportunity to really refine our process, um, make sure the customer service is top number one thing, so on and so forth. You know, so it's kind of a good way. There's, like I said, you can get angry about things or you can try to see the better side and utilize the positive of it. I wouldn't have been able to put as much time into this space as I was able to because all of our events got canceled. Usually April and May are some of our busiest months um, for doing events and going out and doing tastings and all that fun stuff. Um, Renaissance festivals, all of that. Um, but without those, we were able to spend a whole lot more time in here and be able to do things just the way we wanted to and not have to rush them, not have to feel like we're under the thumb of really trying to open up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be an experience for those people too, which I think is kind of a cool opportunity, you know, since it's not just like hustle and bustle, grand, crazy opening summertime here in Flag. Um, you're, you're going to come in, you're going to have a really, um, unique and personalized, uh, experience. Oh, absolutely. You're going to get, you know, you're going to get history lessons from our bartender while you're in here. We're going to have different kind of fun Viking games and stuff for people to do. And it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. 
Make it, make it an experience. Uh, so as, as we sit here, um, right now it's, you know, it's quiet and empty in here, but pretty soon, um, it'll be, you know, people be drinking your mead and enjoying your space. And so what, what's one thing that you're really excited to see, uh, occur here in the mead hall? People. People. <laughs> All right. Next question. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm really, I'm really excited just to be able to to see all that stuff again. Like, I feel like if I, if we wouldn't have had to shut down our tap room for the last like two months or whatever, like maybe I would have a, a different answer. But like at this point, like I just can't wait to see people's like smiling faces. And I think it's, uh, I'm probably, I don't know, full of myself or whatever on one level of it. But like, I really enjoy, and I guess not always full of myself because the feedback isn't always good. Sometimes people don't like something, um, especially like if it's their first meet ever, like you have to kind of get them to try a bunch of different things to get them to like it. But I think that's what I miss the most and what I'm most excited to see again is the uh, introducing new people to it. You know, it's just like, like you introduce a lot of new folks to like the Grand Canyon and stuff like that. Right. And like, I was just listening to your other podcast and you were talking about it. And, uh, Oh, you mean the Canyon Brats? I do mean the Canyon Brats. Canyon Brats, Canyon Brats, Canyon Brats. Found on Spotify, Spotify iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Boom. Plugged. And, uh, just like being able to show people that new experience, you know, being able to take something that you love, that you're passionate about, that you know about, and being able to share that with others, it almost gives you that same feeling of when you first discovered it, you know, like it's, it's, it's totally just for me. Like I want to show everybody this new thing because I enjoy the feeling of showing people this new, super old, super new, extra tasty beverage, you know? So it's, I can't wait for that. Yeah. And we're going to get so much walk-in traffic now. Like previously at our other location, you had to want to get out there. And we were still able to pack that tap room. But like you didn't have anybody that was like not specifically looking for it, finding it. Yeah. And so this location is, is the opposite of that. Yeah. I think we could say they're going to they're gonna stumble in yes. and then they're going to stumble out. Right. <laughs> but just stumble around while they're in here too. This is so unique in my mind because I... You know, being in the craft beer scene, I would go to places specifically mapping out a brewery tour, and I never once stumbled across a meadery amidst my, you know, my walkabout, if you will. And mm -hmm. that's going to happen now in Flagstaff, and that is kick-ass, that people are going to be looking on their phones and, like, looking for, you know, whatever, bars, restaurants, breweries, and they're going to see the mead hall. Mm -hmm. and they're going to, you know, come experience something that they haven't before. And I mean, I'm not going to try to restate what you said. You said it perfectly, but sharing that experience is something that's going to be one of the cooler things for, for, for you, for Kelly, for the family and everyone that's been a part of this, um, to share it on a, a much more extreme level. Sure. It right. happened at the meadery, but these are people that literally walked by and walked in not knowing what the hell they were in for. Right. And can you imagine that feeling walking into this place, not knowing what it is? Yeah. You're going to be like, where am I? It would be, I, I wish, I kind of wish I, I would, I would have that experience. I got, the, I got a frying pan in the back. If you hit me hard enough with it, it'll be like walking in here and never having seen it before. I'm not hitting you with it, but you can hit me with it. Maybe we at the same time. Yeah, wake up and be like, <laughs> dude, bro. I won't even really be like, who are you? Yeah. Like, uh-oh, too hard, too hard. <laughs> yeah, because you walk in, yeah, and it's, it's going to be different than most anything people have seen. I mean, there will yeah. be a few people who have gone to meet halls. I've or seen something just like this. 
Yeah. In video games. Oh yeah. Yeah. We <laughs> talked about that in episode one about the inspiration of it. And, uh, yeah, people are going to walk into video games. Maybe some people will be looking for coins above their head and trying to jump up and grab, well, right. I guess video games aren't really like that anymore. No, it's different. You don't jump up and like grab a coin. Those are the classics. Yeah. Those are good stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it'd be a lot like my experience when I first went to Denver, not when I first went to Denver, but I went to Denver and first experienced uh, true brewing. It's a very dark, gothic, heavy metal kind of experience. And like, even though I, that's not really my jam, I walked in, and I was like, yeah, this is going to be an experience. And right. I think that's kind of, you know, on a slightly lower key um, than that, this is going to be that experience that people are going to walk in and be drawn into. Absolutely. And then they get to come in here and they're going to drink mead out of a horn for the very first time and have a big old turkey leg with it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We talked about proper right next door, but yeah, they got the turkey how, legs over there. I think this is actually a really cool and very efficient way that you guys are planning on doing this. How are people going to get food here at the mead hall? We're actually going to have a kiosk from proper set up in here. So you can just walk up to the kiosk, tippity tippity tap onto the kiosk, <laughs> put your order in, pay for it. And then they run it right over to you. So nice. it's, it's real nice and easy, real simple, real low pressure kind of situation. Like it's, I'm really excited for it. And it's great for us because having food is hard. Yeah. <laughs> so this gives us the ability to feed people and help, help your experience be that much better. And at the same time, not have to have a giant dish bit. Yeah. Stay away from that food. Oh man. It's tough, dude. Food business. Alcohol's tough, but food business would be like crazy tough. Yeah. I like that. I like it a lot. All right. Well, um, anything else you want to talk about for the meat hall uh, right now for this third episode? I, I know we're going to have a fourth. I think but. that's it. We're going to have to have a fourth. It's just so crazy too. And I think it's really interesting too, to see just like, we know so little about what we're going to be able to do or doing even a week from now. And mm -hmm. so it's a, uh, it's a play by play, play by play. By the time this comes out, who knows what will have happened, <laughs> right? Goodness gracious. Cool. But it is out and you guys are listening to it and we thank you for that. Or you're watching it on YouTube. Um, thank you for listening to the Meadcast again. Uh, we're going to bring you more and more cool stuff, not only about our mead and the meadery and the now mead hall, but also about, you know, mead history. We've, we're going to have more, more episodes uh, with that, with Hallbjorn, our, our Viking. He's been a, uh, you know, really like digging into some of the some of the history of, of Norse uh, mythology and also actually Norse culture. So I think we should call him Professor Viking. Professor Viking. <laughs> Professor Hobbyhorn. Yeah. Mm. Uh, if you guys have any ideas or thoughts behind that, go ahead and uh, hit us up under the uh, comments at Drinking Horn Instagram or Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, thanks, Evan. Oh, by the way, you're Evan. Hey, and you're Nick. Yeah. And this is the Meatcast. 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 Sweet. Skull, man. Skull. All right. Let's get back to work. All right. Ha <laughs> ha